0: Hi and welcome. It's On Mike with me, Jordan Rich, a podcast that features conversations with some very creative and interesting people from all corners of the globe and all walks of life. I often speak with writers. I know dozens of them quite well. And one of my favorites is someone writing up a storm these days and living the dream. She's Erica Forensic, who's penned two big selling novels, The River at Night and her latest thriller, Into the Jungle. And along with these novels, her essays and stories are seen in numerous publications, including Salon, The Boston Globe, National Public Radio. She's got a master's in creative writing from Boston University, and she's very multi-talented, having done stand-up comedy and has even written jokes for a rather well-known TV personality. I'm so delighted to welcome Erica Forensic to On Mic with Jordan Rich. Lovely to see you, first of all.
1: Same. Same, Jordan.
0: We've known each other since yoga days. What does that mean?
1: It's a little scary.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Met you actually through the yoga group I was with uh, a little west of Boston. And I read your first Mm -hmm. book, which was hilarious. Yes. The book about real estate.
1: Yes. Cracks in the Foundation. Yep. About Ginger Canadu. Yes. The real estate agent who will do anything for a sale.
0: It was very funny. I mean, not easy to write funny in novel form. That's a story for another time because we don't have the time today. But Mm -hmm. uh, you really pulled off a beautiful book and I enjoyed it. And we chatted back then on air somewhere. But here you are with not one, but two very hot novels. And we'll talk about each of them. Thanks. All that. But before we get there... You've had an interesting career as a writer, but also as a performer. Stand-up yeah. comedy.
1: Yeah, I did stand-up a really long time ago for about 10 years, though. I think I was a frustrated novelist. I just wanted – I'd, I'd written some really bad novels and um, – I, they didn't get published. And so for me, it was a form of instant publication. Like right away, you learn that you're not funny. You know what I'm saying? No, so. wait a minute. You, you can't survive
0: <laughs> 10 years without being no, I, somewhat I had funny. my
1: moments. But it, it's a rough, yeah, it's a rough Was business. it in the Boston yeah. circuit? Boston area. Yep.
0: Okay. Well, I give you credit because that's Thanks. the toughest art form, in my oh, opinion. Really. I know not. a lot of- for the faint of heart. Stand-ups, yeah. and I, I do a little bit of, not really stand-up, but MC work where yeah. stand-ups involved, and it's really challenging. It's really challenging. So you put that in your basket of uh, experiences, and mm-hmm. here you are. Let's talk, first of all, about The River at Night, which yeah. came out a couple of years ago. And this is the book that really took off. First of all, for those who don't know, The River Mm -hmm. at Night is about some ladies doing something a little dangerous. Well,
1: it's about four women who – best friends who go on their yearly vacation. Uh, And for this time, it was a trip to the Allagash Wilderness in northern Maine, which is extremely remote. And they take the trip. They go whitewater rafting, lose the raft and have to survive not only the wilderness but some people who have had their own tragic past. So it's sort of Deliverance with Chicks in Northern Maine.
0: <laughs> now, a minute ago, we talked about comedy and Cracks in the Foundation, <laughs> which is a laugh out loud, a cartoony kind of fun book. Yeah. And here you are doing something not only serious in tone, but also thrilling in tone. Was this always in the back of your mind that you wanted to write always this kind of book? Always in the
1: back of them. I mean, I've always loved movies like this. Um, I've long training being a screenwriter. Mm-hmm. I've written a couple dozen screenplays, mm-hmm. um, and I think visually, I way back when I was a a fine artist, a painter. So I've always thought visually. Um, but writing screenplays taught me how to write novels because by writing screenplays, I really began to understand structure. Mm. Before that, I would say, "Oh, it's you know, it's good enough," but you know, uh, it what they weren't. <laughs> They weren't. Well, reading a book
0: like, like yours in both books, we'll talk about the other one as well, the new one, they are feasts for the imagination. Oh, I mean, I can smell and taste as well as hear and see what's going on.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's how uh, I want my, re- I, you know, I, I look at myself as someone who provides entertainment and escape, you know, because mm-hmm. um, that's what I crave. And I write what I want to read and if it's not out there I'd like to 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 create it, you know. So
0: They used to say that James Mishner, who wrote all those great novels, would spend a year doing the research and, uh, yeah. and and most of the novelists I've ever known and interviewed and gotten to read, um yes, have to research because there has to be credibility. You're no different. <laughs> <laughs> So, what was Thanks the research?
1: Me to James well,
0: what was the research let 's take uh, river by night okay. and then river at night, and then we 'll look at uh, the yeah. into the jungle. What was the research like?
1: Wow, well, so I kept putting it off because I was scared, <laughs> but what I knew that I needed to interview people who live who lived off the grid, and i I wanted to go to Northern Maine and really get a feel for the place. So I went in the winter of two thousand fifteen for two weeks by myself to interview people who live off the grid and you know, I didn't know anybody, you know. So I called all these chambers of commerce right up through, you know, Fort Kent and Millinocket. And they all said, well, you know, they don't want to talk to you. They live off the grid. You That's know?
0: the whole point. Yeah,
1: I know. and I, But I kept, you know, hashtag persisting. And um, finally I caught on to some different people. Said, well, I know someone who knows someone who might talk to you. And actually by the end of it I had like seven people you know, I had three families and four guys, you know, who lived <laughs> off the grid. And so, you know, I went up there with my mace and my, <laughs> you know, uh, sort of stealing myself.
0: Were, were you this. surprised at any of the people and their oh, yeah. responses and their they interplay? Were
1: so sweet. Mm. Um, I – the weirdest one was – you know, gave me pause, but, you know, I vetted all these people. I was mm-hmm. like, are this person crazy or like, are they just, you know, quirky? What are they? Um, the the one that got to me the most was this young kid, you know, Evan, and he was like 19 and he decided just to go out in the middle of no, nowhere and build his house and it wasn't really well made and it wasn't warm enough, but he was determined to be like John Muir in the woods and... Mm-hmm. and um he told me he had no sense of smell, but he was getting everything from the forest to eat. And he had a, this encyclopedia of plants to make sure that he didn't poison himself.
0: Now See, that's so and, much good stuff and, that yeah, you can work with, They just even in I, general.
1: I know. And, and everything he wore was – he made. Like hmm. he had sheep. He knitted his own – his underwear. I like – I didn't <laughs> see it. Trust me. But I mean, you know. That's what he told me. Um, and everything he wore, there were like deer hides hanging in the trees, and you know. So.
0: Well, the novel that you're talking about has so much sort of sense of authenticity, Thank even you. down to physically what you need to do to traverse the river and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Mm. I mean, so it's it's a that's a painstaking process, but yeah. it has to be done, right?
1: Oh well, I need to do it. Maybe mm-hmm. other writers can do it just by reading about it. Man, I had I had the good look. I mean, I'd whitewater rafted many times in my life. I'll, I never want to do it again. I'm I'm sort of over being in <laughs> that kind of physical danger, you know, but um the, for me that was I mm. mean, research for me is so fun. I mean, you know, I love sitting in my office and and in my studio and writing, but man, research is if I, you can get lost in research and not do the writing. You know, that's a bad habit.
0: Which brings us to the <laughs> new book into mm-hmm. the jungle, it's one thing t- to <laughs> go to Maine. Yeah, you know, yeah, Maine. Maine's in the United States. <laughs> Tell me about, yeah. Then you go to the jungles of Central America, South America. Is Bolivia, is that I where? I went
1: we're... to Peru, actually. Peru. Although this book is set in, Bo- in Bolivia, yeah.
0: Let's just outline what happens here. You've got a young girl uh, almost kind of off the grid herself. Yeah. And she winds up in this remote village, and that's just – so general, I can't even begin to s- yeah. to describe. It's an amazing trek. and Thank it's you. Where's the idea come from?
1: Well, the idea came from a very dear friend of mine. Her name is Pam Rickenbach, and she was a foster kid, and she kept jumping from family to family to family. Eventually, when she was 16, she hooked up with a family, a Bolivian family, moved to Cochabamba, Bolivia. Mm-hmm. She became fluent in Spanish. She fell in love with this young man. Ah. And he said, I'm done with this city. I'm going back to my ancestral home, which is uh, the most remote village in the Amazon. Will you come with me?
0: You know. And?
1: And she said, yes, because when you're, you know, 16 and in love, you're like, sure, I'll jump off a cliff and hope I fly. You know, so. So she went with him and. She didn't come back to the United States till, till she was 26 years old. Mm-hmm. So 10 years. 10 years of no running water, no electricity, nothing.
0: We'll talk uh. about what else you discover when you go down <laughs> there. And you spent um, how long? Down I it?
1: spent a month in the rainforest mm. um, in Peru. I had a guide. Um, I had I had a lot of fear about going down there by myself. I mean, you know, just... Um, I mean, I knew I would have a guide, but um, I'm so glad I did it um, just personally, you know, just having this experience.
0: As I said earlier, Erica, the, the visuals and the auditory parts are alive and well, but also, as I keep saying, the tastes and smells. Yeah. So you have – things going on to human beings that shouldn't (laughs) happen to regular human beings unless you're in the amazon right
1: right and
0: uh for instance the main character who's terrific by the way thank you uh she gets sick and she does with the kind of sick you don't want to think about how did you have to research that yeah sure
1: i did you know I, i again i went down there and i and i Got the visceral things, you know. And I spoke to the people, and I mm-hmm. unfortunately I don't speak Spanish, so I had this translator with me. But um, I got all of that. Um, but I also read dozens of books, mm. um, and you know, there's some there's some nasty diseases you can get,
0: and some all nasty over the world, some nasty insects and, and, and nasty snakes insects and, and snakes. How, tell me about the spiders.
1: Oh wow, the spiders. Um uh, well there is there I mean the biggest one I saw was pretty much dinner plate size <laughs> and and you know um you know there there's a tarantula that you know eats eats birds yeah. uh they these are enormous creatures but you know the thing is uh you have to understand that when you're when you're in the jungle everything Everything sort of has it out for you, but you walk in there and and it's not like walking in the forests of New England. You know, you're not mm. – you know, what can hurt you in the forests of New England? Like some ticks maybe, not mm. to put down that thing, but – some mosquitoes. But there's – I mean, plants want to hurt you. Insects are sort of going after you. Not to mention I mean, certain
0: individuals.
1: And certain individuals. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. But, um, you know, I – I also wanted to talk about have – bring in sort of current events or what's happening down there. I mean there really are still poachers down there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the destruction of the rainforest by um, big oil um, – Right. By you know, people want to make it. What,
0: one one of the things mm-hmm. that I'd love to just chat about for a few seconds is Tur- the shaman. I mean, the fact of that course. you have these, obviously these these ancient tribes yes. and they have mystical rituals and things oh, yeah. like that. And uh, did you have an opportunity to meet up with any of these I actual did. shamans?
1: I did. I interviewed a shaman. Oh, oh my god! I it was an amazing experience. Uh, I, I hooked. I I hooked up with him with my guide. So we hiked, uh, that day, we hiked uh, four hours into the jungle because that's where he lived. And He wasn't there. And what a weird experience to be stood up by a shaman. (laughs) I'm telling you.
0: Sorry, (laughs) I have a lot of appointments today and I ran late.
1: It was kind of like that. And so uh, I talked to my guy and he's like, maybe he got the day wrong. Let's do this again tomorrow. I'm like, oh, my gosh, do this again tomorrow. So we did it again and he was there and uh, he gave me like four hours of his time. And he did a whole cleansing ceremony on me. Um, And they told me his training to be a shaman. You know, basically, years in the jungle by yourself, Um, and he showed me all his potions that he had made from plants that cured anything from, you know, cancer to uh, I don't know any kind of rash rash you can imagine any kind of rash you can (laughs) imagine um, anything you know diabetic. Uh, he claimed, you know, age. Sure. He claimed uh, cancer, different kinds of cancer. Of course, there was ayahuasca. I did not partake.
0: Oh, yes. I was
1: not in a place that, you know, <laughs> I could just go ahead and do that. Um, but, you know, I talked about it, he knew when he was going to die. He
0: knew. Yes. Uh, I mean, to us, it's. Yeah. It's it's really magic and yeah. odd and and occult mm-hmm. almost. But it, to them, it's it's the natural way. It's how right?
1: people took. It's like he was the doctor in he the village. He was the
0: doctor, yeah. And
1: you know, the they took care of each other. They know the jungle. I mean, you know, we're so the jungle is so frightening to us, uh, and it is frightening. But it's millions of people live there quite right. happily, and right. it's their world. You know, you know what they're terrified of they ask me how do you live with snow how terrifying how what about the ice don't you freeze to death
0: well the you the know. book is really a a fish out of water story though yeah. it's about this this young girl who's obviously a westerner an american and she's mm. swept up by omar the omar. the love interest yeah. and it's it's a it's there's so many levels and elements that people mm. will enjoy reading about but uh, i was just blown away by the Detail into the jungle. I learned so much about the jungle, the jungle. And, the, and the various tribes and the various mm-hmm. villages and how they live and mm-hmm. operate. And I don't think I'd, I don't think I'd want to wade in the water. No,
1: the water is very dangerous. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's everything from piranha to electric eel to
0: just yeah,
1: different kind of fish that want to chew on you. And uh, I mean, we were given the opportunity to dive with the. To, you know, to swim in, I right. just, I just couldn't, <laughs> I just had, I just couldn't.
0: One thing that sort of sounds mundane, but uh, what did you do for food? What did you eat?
1: Oh my God. Well, so I stayed, I should give this place a plug because they were so wonderful. I stayed at Amazonia Expeditions mm-hmm. and, um, they, you know, you get your own sort of bungalow. Um, you get three beautiful meals a day. All the food is from the jungle, um, uh, just beautifully prepared fruits, vegetables, uh, maybe not all the food from the jungle. You know, there's there's chicken and there's meat, but there's a lot of fish.
0: Mm. Um,
1: I, we went fishing. I caught a bunch of piranha. We made that for dinner. Very delicious. Wait a minute.
0: You caught piranha? <laughs> yeah. And they're tasty?
1: Dar- damn tasty. Yeah. <laughs> very delicious. Very nice white Of course, they'd like to eat fish. you. Yes, so, they would. So, so you need to catch mutual. them first before they catch you. Um, and uh, yeah. So the food was – they're just beautifully prepared meals. I mean, I was totally spoiled. And well, now I feel a little I, better. Yeah, I, no, I did I not had, starve. I had images I was of you, hot. you I was know, very with a spear hot.
0: gun trying to capture an eel and cook no, it. No, well, something. my
1: guide did it. My guide wow. speared a bunch of fish, but um, yeah. So uh, you know, I had my own bungalow, and but you know, there there was no running water. There's no electricity. It's, I have they have a generator, but
0: so it's called into the jungle. It's your second, and I'm wondering if. It takes two mm. successful novels to be welcomed into the club, so mm. to speak. First one's a, a runaway. It's been been received very well and sold a Thank lot of you. copies. And yeah. I, I have a feeling the second one's going to do even better. But is is that your your thought, that it, you need to have that second one to really establish?
1: I wish I had the answer for that. Um, I think uh, a movie would be great. I mm. mean, River at Night was option. By Miramax and so with Eli Roth directing. So if that actually happens, I think um, that will be a huge boost for – you know, everything sort of affects everything else. It's like a big echo chamber. So many
0: authors have – Books that are optioned and it, and it, it sits happen. on a shelf. Yeah, I've been reading about. It's a hard thing. I, but I've been reading about this, and when you see a name like Eli Roth, he's from Newton, by the way. right? I know, and I know. he's but known. But I've never met him. He's known as a horror genre he guy. Yes, he is. But he, he's obviously a good movie guy, and he yeah. apparently loved the idea. And yeah. uh, from what I've read,
1: well, I think it's hip to the whole like thing. You know, with we need to focus on women's adventure a little bit here. Mm-hmm. And again, it's the first sort of post-Weinstein project after, uh, for for Miramax, and but you know. Well,
0: it's interesting because in the in the movies, the women superheroes, uh, Wonder Woman and the mm-hmm. Captain Marvel, but these are real people with real problems mm-hmm. and and weaknesses. Right. It, it's almost more fun to root for that kind of right. female, doesn't
1: it? Yeah, I mean, don't we want to root for each other? We're all flawed and messed up and doing the best we can, and just you know. Passing out every night, you know.
0: One of your uh, storylines in your life is is the training you got. How mm. good was and important was the MFA at Boston University and creative writing? Is that really something that solidified your your skill sets?
1: Well, I think it, that's a a huge uh, validation. You know, going forward, it's always great to have the degree, and I'm not trashing it at all. I just feel like that was just for me. It was just the beginning of learning. Um, I really attribute a lot to. That program, also Grub Street in Boston, oh, yes. which is a, the premier creative writing community probably in the United States, um, and also just never stopping, never stopping for 30 years, 33 mm-hmm. years now, writing, trying, accepting failure, learning from failure or whatever you want to call something not being accepted or whatever, you know, just keeping on going and um, listening to that little voice inside you that says, I've got something And it may take me a while, but I'm going to make it what other people want and want to buy, want Mm. to read, want to see.
0: The reason I asked about that degree and the training Mm. and all that is because your writing is really well-structured and so forth. And for the audience that may not know this, uh, you and I have some mutual friends Mm. that I've actually connected you with over the past. So you've helped other people write their stories. Yeah. Not all writers do that obviously mm-hmm. and and you do it when you can but mm-hmm. is that a as a challenge and a fun one for you to take somebody else's story and and create it for them with yeah. their help
1: Yeah I love I love working with other people who are excited about their story and but it is a it's a tender place because you don't want to say well you know that's not working and this it's better if we work more on this but I think after a while they sort of get it you know, and they sort of they they look at what they've enjoyed and they they really do analyze, well, why did that work? Why why mm. did that strike me? Maybe I can do that in my own work. And um let's edit this in an intelligent way. Let's, you know, expand one thing, reduce another thing, uh make it an exciting story with a story arc. That's you know, great. That's you so know? cool. So
0: one more thing I failed to mention earlier, mm-hmm. and that is somewhere in my notes, I read that you did some work for David Letterman. Is that right?
1: I wrote jokes for him. This is ancient history, probably in the 80s, um, when he was buying jokes for $50 <laughs> a
0: joke. <laughs> wow. Yeah,
1: yeah. That was a lot of fun to get yeah. those checks. But, you know, I never saw him perform one of my jokes. They just bought them. And,
0: and you and never I, sat down and— Maybe
1: he did and I didn't see it.
0: Talked with David Letterman about what he wanted. This was all through a third channel
1: kind of
0: mail-in. Before
1: they had staff writers. (laughs) You know, this is like really, you know, prehistory. Well, if you can
0: write jokes for David Letterman Mm. when you were just a wee lass, (laughs) we were barely barely an adolescent. And then you're writing these really incredibly uh, involved thriller Mm. novels with great characters, man. You really enjoyed your craft and you're doing it as well as anybody
1: nobody's more shocked than i am
0: <laughs> i'll tell you well you continue to yeah. be humble that's a very lo- lovely uh, quality yeah. so we're going to uh, obviously recommend that people check out your website erica forensic f-e-r-e-n-c-i-k dot com and the new book as this podcast hits is going to be a great summer read and Thank you. Uh, i'll tell you there are moments in the book where I couldn't believe what was happening to these characters or by these characters Mm -hmm. in terms of the jungle stuff. It was mind-blowing, which is great. That's why I want to read a book. Well, you know, you
1: forgot your life for a a couple hours, right?
0: Absolutely. That's what
1: I'm all about.
0: Absolutely. That's
1: the best therapy out there, (laughs) man.
0: Well, Erica, it's great to see you. Congratulations. And uh, we've known each other a long time since the yoga days. I know, right? You are just killing it so thank thanks. you so much
1: keep on stretching <laughs> thanks jordan
0: this is jordan thanking you for listening to on mike with jordan rich available on apple podcasts TuneIn, stitcher spotify google podcasts and of course android appreciate you subscribing downloading rating and reviewing this podcast if you get a chance on mike is produced at shark productions in boston until next time be well so you can do good